everybody. What's up? How are you doing? Welcome to another episode of the All Wide Podcast. Whoop, whoop. It's been a while. I've I've missed y'all. I've been a bit inconsistent in the past two weeks, but I'm back and uh, I'm energized. I'm energized and well, I'm back again. I'm back again like I never left. So stick with me. Thank you so much for all of you who asked. Um, I'm okay. I'm okay. I've been okay. Thank you. So happy Independence, Nigeria. 64 years and uh, well, God no go shame us. God no go shame us. I, I absolutely love being Nigerian. I love our vibe. I love how funny we are. We are such happy people. I like our strengths. We 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 literally make so much out of nothing. And uh, I really also hate our strength. I hate our resilience a lot of times because there's so much that we suffer that we shouldn't be suffering. But the Nigerian spirit is the one that doesn't matter. We adapt so easily to suffering, and I honestly hate it because oh, I know come this life to suffer that. I hate it so much, but to God be our glory. I love the people. I love the people. I love our languages. I love our food. Jollof rice forever. <laughs> but yeah, that's that about Nigeria. I hope as we turn 60, we begin to act our age because, uh, well, you know, this Independence Day would have gone away quietly to have been pretty much another public holiday for me. You know, one way I cringe at people's idea of photo shoots because what are really what are they really doing? But anyway, that's not the point. The point is the presidency decided to make a speech on Twitter, and um, that's the worst independence speech in the history of independence speeches. Like, there has never been a more terrible independence day speech. First of all, I want to say that I don't think Buhari was involved in the writing of the speech. No, I know for a fact that Boo didn't write that speech. I'm not sure I even read it because there are some words in that speech that I'm sure Bubu has not heard them before. You understand? I'm sure he's not associated with such words. So when I saw it, I know that okay, these are social media handlers. And I just want to say that Nigerian politics is so shameless. I hate how shameless they are. Politicians, the government, they are, they are absolutely shameless. Imagine an Independence Day speech. And what do you do? You drag the past leaders. You say, oh, the leaders from 1999 to 2015, they've all been horrible and they are the cause of our problems. And then you, you guys are the knights in shining armor because obviously you are saving us from obscurity. Ah, uh, Avengers. I was like, what is this really? What is this? Okutomiyo? What was this rubbish? And then they go on ahead to defend fuel prices, to justify fuel price hike, saying that other oil-producing countries have expensive, quote-unquote, fuel price high, uh, um, prices prices rather like they give an example with saudi arabia <laughs> saudi arabia apparently sells their fuel at 165 naira uh, 168 naira rather and nigeria is now saying at 160 naira and it's just funny because the minimum wage in saudi arabia is 630 dollars as opposed to the 65 dollars in nigeria monthly so how can you even compare us with saudi arabia like how did you even think that one up Okay, now they put Ghana there. Ghana is selling about 300 and something. But in Ghana, they have constant lights. So they only buy fuel for their cars. We don't have lights. Actually, we don't have anything. So, so what's, what's, what is your point? So basically, what your president was trying to say in that speech yesterday is that you can have democracy, but not too much. Because, in fact, 
most people are very disconnected from the reality of Nigerians in Nigeria and uh, they live in a very different world and they're just shameless and horrible, horrible people. But anyway, around Nigeria yesterday, there were some protests, the revolution now organized protests, sorry, and um, all of them. They were out there protesting the bad governance and everything that I guess we're experiencing in Nigeria. And I just want to shout out to all of them. It's a big, huge risk protesting in Nigeria. It's a huge life risk. So if you went out and you did that, big ups to you. Thank you for doing the good work. For those of us who cannot go, we'll all support you online. We'll raise our voices online. It's on Twitter. That's the only place where maybe our voice sort of counts. So raise our voices there thank you so much for going you all are not like a certain african giant of ours you know mr giant is always coming always insulting us saying we are momos saying we deserve our government yada yada this one that one but mr giants will never go for protest okay so just in this week um sorry reached out to bonaboy and he was like join us let's protest the government bonaboy said no he did not trust politicians. All of them, they're not fellow fans now, blah, blah, blah. Okay, all right, I understand you. I mean, they are all shady. Ogar, African giant, help us organize your own protest so that we will march behind you. No, you didn't, you didn't organize. You didn't do any work. But if it's to come out and raise hand in video and frown your face and come on Twitter to come and call us, Momo, your head will be there. You'll be the first person you'll be sharp. I just want him to know that all this giant is claiming is just mouse is a mumu too. Actually, you're even a bigger mumu. The problem is not that he makes socially conscious music. The problem is the condescending attitude that he has towards us, who are the ones even buying his music and making it go, by the way. He has this condescending attitude like he's doing something that we are not doing. See, Fela, I understand that Fela was your icon or whatever, and Fela insulted us, he called us mumu, and he had every right because Fela walked the work. You know, he actually went the whole nine yards. And you, you are sitting down in your house. You're not doing anything. You're calling us Mumu. My brother, smoke your weed in peace. Just keep quiet. You're not doing anything. All of us, we're all the Mumu together. Know this and no peace. Thanks and God bless. You know, like my evil brothers always say, Odogwa bro guy name. It's not by shouting and be Odogwa and be Odogwa. Show yourself, you know. But yeah, to Jesus be his glory. And um, finally, Big Brother Ninja is over. Yeah. Obviously, from the second week, we knew he was going to win. So, yes, Lekon is the winner. Congrats to him. Mm. Now, you think that now that Big Brother Nigeria is over, we would stop hearing about it, right? Our tails will finally be free, but absolutely not. Now, the stands are trying to prove who loves their fave the most. And um, it's quite exhausting to see Erica, our kidney, Kidwire, our umbrella, Lekon, our brain, Dorati, my leg or whatever. We are going to endure that till the next set of Big Brother housemates. And honestly, it's exhausting. It's really, I hope these, these faves of this year help us by quelling their fans, you know, not adding flame to the fire or whatever. But yeah, I'm going to, for Big Brother Niger. I've said this before, but I'm saying this again because an ex BB Niger housemate was gifted two plots of land. Now, this ex BB Niger housemate in question works in real estate, but they still gave her two plots of land. So, two plots of land is not bad for me. Bookways of money. I love, I love such. I love it. So I will be going for Big Brother when I turn 24. I'll keep you guys updated. So start saving your money now. Because uh, I must be your kidney. 
Naya our kidney. That just sounds great. <laughs> so yeah, on to today's actual topic. Today we're talking bad jokes and insecurities. So I'm going to start off with a story, my story. When I was in SS2, I went to my friend's chair to do, you know, small, just some small bibolon and stuff. And this girl was sitting in front of my friend. We weren't having a conversation with her or anything. I was just talking to my friend. She just turned back and asked me, do you suck your lips? And I was like, no. And she turned front. Now, that question was unprovoked. I didn't understand why she asked me that, but meh, girls. Next thing, auntie turned back again and told me. I don't think you should wear lip gloss because your lips are already big. If you don't have lip gloss, make it look bigger. <laughs> and turned front. And... It's one of the few times in my life where I know I was stunned into silence. Like, what? I, 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 I couldn't process what was actually happening. And when I finished processing, I was like, okay, let me just answer this girl now. I was like, should I really? Because she laughed. And then people around her laughed like it was a joke. And if I had responded, should I have been like, ah, somebody cannot play with you again. Am I not joking? And it's almost such a Nigerian thing. For people to say horrible things to you and then say, ah, oh, it's a joke. Like, you shouldn't be angry. You shouldn't mind. I mean, I'm just joking. Nigeria, somebody can just see you and be like, ah, ah, see how you are seen. She you don't have HIV. Nee. Then they will laugh. And that's a joke. And it, it can be a good morning. Ah, you are so fat. See how you are eating. You are going to bust. I don't find the comedy in these things because, I mean... Uh, there's more to comedy than, you know, body shaming or, or money shaming. <laughs> there's more to comedy than all those things. And if that's where your own funny is, I just want to tell you that you're actually not funny. Just stop. See, everybody wasn't meant to be funny. These bad jokes, they go a long way. It's horrible, horrible, quote-unquote jokes that people make. They go a long way to affect your self-esteem and boost your insecurities. And I know this because... For like two years, or what am I saying? I left SS2 and for a really long time, I did not put anything on my lips. Not lip gloss, not lip balm. I, I did Vaseline in the Hamatan season, but nothing else because people obviously had told me before that, oh, you have such big lips and all that. And then the girl now added her own and it was like coughing, uh, little, nail, nail on the coffin, yeah. Nail on the coffin and... I just stopped. And honestly, I know that it's if I can trace it back, it's all because of all those comments I had received before. I remember, you know, when I used to watch E, um, Big E, when I was small, everybody that had a beautiful body had a thigh gap, and they used to talk about thigh gaps so much. I wanted a thigh gap. I was small, and I already didn't have one. So part of my goals in life was to get a thigh gap. And look now, thick thighs are saving lives. Just, just, just imagine. But anyway, the point is, these jokes, these seemingly harmless, even though they are not even seemingly harmless, Nigeria, we don't do seemingly harmless. It's not veiled. These comments, these things that people say to us, they go a long way to affect us and build our insecurities. We were not born, we were born confident, you know. I remember my mom told me a story about when I was like three and one woman said something to me and I answered the woman very sharply. So we're born with this, you know, fullness of ourselves. But as we grow, we have experiences, we hear comments, we have people tell us things or things happen to us that just take us out of that state that we are, you know. 
experiences with friends, with relationships, with our bodies, with our minds. Maybe you went for a competition and you thought you were going to make it, but you failed. And then you start feeling like you're not good enough. You're not smart enough. And insecurity is so costly, such that you have these feelings about yourself and then you start to act them out, you know. Insecurity is basically giving energy to negative emotions that we have in our heads. So you think you're not smart enough and then the next thing comes and you don't want to even go for it at all because of that fear that you have that, oh, I don't think I'm smart enough. And there's a possibility, of course, that you are smarter than whatever the situation and you can actually go through it. But because of these past experiences, you hold yourself back and you lose out on what could be an amazing experience. You know, I, I, I didn't take pictures. I don't have pictures of myself as a teenager. I don't have any of those because of those feelings I used to have about maybe how I looked and my body and everything. I didn't like, I hate any picture you see me in. My mother forced me and I look like shit. So <laughs> it's terrible. It's terrible, really. But now, I guess we're snapping pictures every five minutes. <laughs> anyway, the point is insecurities are not, they are not law. How, how do I explain this? Like, what is a bad thing to you or what seems like it's not good enough in your perspective is actually really amazing in another person's perspective. So if that can happen, it means that in all cases or in most cases, some insecurities are not true. And even if they are true, even if maybe you are overweight or something, it's not enough to actually stop you from living your best life, you know? So we have to learn to be confident in spite of all our perceived flaws or our perceived, um, you know, uh, what's incompetencies. We have to learn to build our confidence around those things. Yes, there are certain things you cannot do that you wish you could do. The ones you can fix, fix them. And the ones you cannot fix, love it. Like, I know that, uh, is there, are there lip reduction surgeries? There probably are. I mean, there are lip fillers. Everybody's going to use lip fillers. So, I'm always laughing now. Anyway, but like, there's lip reduction surgery or something. I don't know. But the point is, I can't change them. I can't change my lips. Uh, it's, I can't anymore. It is what it is. So, I have to accept it. Or I have had, now I'm a lip gloss princess. <laughs> I've had to accept my lips for what they are. And like them like that in spite of what the standards of what you should be is. So you have to learn to love yourself as you are instead of as you should be. So when you start accepting yourself that this is the place that I am and this is who I am and nothing can change about this, you start to love yourself for, for that thing. Of course, you give yourself room to grow. Give yourself grace. The parts of you that you don't like, treat them with love and kindness. Don't, don't hide it away. I find that people that put out their perceive flaws put them out there and don't let people use it to shame them they live better lives there's this girl um saggy boobs i think i don't know her instagram handle but she literally started a whole movement about saggy boobs and stretch marks on breasts and she wore this thing that has been used over and over to shame women you know she wore it so proudly she does it so proudly and because of her i see a lot of girls who have saggy boobs and they are they are they are living life. They are doing their thing. And it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. So, you know how Tyrion Lannister says you should wear your, your, who you are and the world will never be able to use it against you? Yes, you have insecurities. Acknowledge them. And when you acknowledge them and you change the ones you can't change and you accept the ones you can't change and you move on from there, 
The world will have to just live with it. That's just what's going to happen. And while we do that, set your boundaries. I cannot have anybody around me like that girl in my SS2 class tell me one something and then maybe I'll smile at her or I'll say okay or I'll just turn back and feel bad. No, I will tell you straight up. See, oh God, this is your joke. I don't like it. There was a girl on my status. A guy made a joke about fat girls and then she puts it on her status. She, she cleared the guy. Then she put it on her status for anybody who wishes in the future to make such jokes around her. Let them understand that she's not about that life. They should all stop it. I, I loved it. I loved it because people come with these jokes and then we internalize them. We take what they are saying, that is also bull crap, by the way, and we internalize these things and they go on to haunt us. But when you call them out, tell them, say, I don't want this in my space. If you make one funny joke about, I don't know, you are so fat, thank you. Don't ever make this kind of joke around me again. Because they always say, oh, it's a joke now. I can't take a joke. No, bro, I can't take a joke. Don't make this kind of joke around me ever in your life again. So don't be scared to prioritize your, your confidence or prioritize your, I don't know, how you feel over some friendships. Some some people are just not worth it. You have to surround yourself with people that actually always put you up instead of people that bring you down. You know, they are those friends. They always have a problem with your hair, how you dress, how you speak. They never see the good things that you do. It's only the bad ones. They always remind you of the bad things, never the good ones. Now, I'm not saying your friends should flatter you unnecessarily or not call you out when you're doing wrong. But it shouldn't be a constant putting down. It shouldn't be a constant putting down. I saw this thing on Diary of a Niger Girl. So a a plus-size lady, she had to do an a, a presentation rather on her Zoom for her company or whatever. And after the whole thing, she asked her friends, how, how did she do? Like, how did I do well? Because she's camera shy. And her other friends are like, oh, you did great, you tried. And somebody, one of her friends, quote-unquote, sent her a screenshot of the fat rolls in her neck. Now, I'm asking you how I did. And you're trying to tell me that, oh, you've gotten fat. How does that even affect my performance in the first place? I know what she said. She said, lol, thank you. And after saying lol, thank you, she said she felt bad for like two days and she couldn't take it anymore. She went to tell the guy. Obviously, the person said, I was just trying to help you or whatnot. And... That kind of person, just not, this is not the person you need in your life, in your space. Anybody that's constantly putting you down in the name of jokes, in the name of, uh, I'm just telling you the truth, it's how you are, you can't take it, whatever. No, you don't need such in your space. So, ask yourself questions. Don't be afraid to confront your fears. You know, life doesn't require us to be completely fearless. We always have some insecurities surrounding some things. And I guess it is what it is. But... Facing these fears instead of running from them or hiding them away always, always works out better in the long run. So basically, all I'm trying to say is live out loud, regardless of the things that have maybe scarred you, regardless of the things that you're afraid of. Life is meant to be lived. Don't let yourself be trapped in the shadows of your insecurities. There's so much beautiful stuff. You know, insecurities literally build your comfort zone and make you stay there. But there's so much life literally begins at the end of your comfort zone. So come out, show the world the, the star that you are. See, if there's anything I've learned in this life is that the world will adjust. So give them yourself. The world will definitely adjust. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Uh, we've come to the end. Like, share, subscribe, comment. I really want to hear from you. So reach out to me on my social medias um, at 
underscore chicken from naya on the chicken from naya rather on instagram at underscore chicken from naya on twitter so reach out to me i want to hear from you you can send me an email at the unwind podcast at gmail.com thank you so much this has been so good i've honestly missed this and uh, for my boy out there love and light and to jesus be your glory thank you bye